I think that open-mindedness is so important. Your way is not necessarily like the best way. There might be some people that just have like a better way. And as long as you're open-minded, you're willing to learn, you'll, you'll be making a lot of progress. Alex was an incredibly genuine guy and opened up about his early life in Ukraine and then eventually into Miami, where he started working on Upwork in e-commerce before starting his own businesses and scaled them to eight figures. It was an incredible rags to riches story, and I hope that you enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Alex. Just want to say, how are you doing today? What's going on? Good, my man. Working. It's, uh, it's an evening here, so yeah, finishing my working day. How about you? Yeah, it's the morning here. I'm down in New Zealand, so just oh, sort of waking up. Good for you, man. Where does this podcast find you today? Uh, in Miami. Miami. Awesome. So we've both done something similar, actually. You were born in Ukraine. Yeah. I was born in the UK, and uh, I moved to New Zealand when I was 11 years old. Cool. So awesome. When did, you, when did you move to the USA? Like like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was already old, you know. <laughs> so you were a bit older then. So so I wanted to ask, like, what are the fundamental differences between Ukraine and the USA in terms of, like, business culture, social culture? Oh, man. I mean, Ukraine is, you, you, Ukraine is still, like, it's very far are like behind you know kind of like from pretty much every like standpoint so like us us has this like forward thinking you know like new ideas new technologies kind of like uh, a lot of the innovation uh where it's like in ukraine you have that but it's like 10 times less so yeah for me i was always like you know kind of like was inspired by like what's happening here you know and kind of like trying to learn as much as possible even like while not being here. And then two years ago, we just decided to move here right before COVID hit. <laughs> so yeah, I actually did a similar thing. I moved back from London two years ago because of COVID. So what was it like growing up in Ukraine as a kid? Was it still in the Soviet bloc? Yeah, I was born like 1990 and Ukraine left like Soviet Union like uh, in 1991. So kind of like on paper, it was still like Soviet Union. Yeah, man, it's it's kind of like, you know, when the country is just like developing, I don't know, it's kind of like when you go like and you see like such like vast like differences, you know, like when the country is like the buildings, the businesses, like how they operate in general, like everything is so like behind, you know what I mean? It's just like, and now with war, I mean, it's like, it it, it, it just... You know what I mean? It's just like back to square one. Hopefully they'll, you know, they'll rebuild it. I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I hope that it's a, it's a completely new, you know, way of life afterwards. And I hope that the war ends as soon as possible. It's really just outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. How has the war affected you? Have you, you obviously have family still there? And Yeah. So we, we, we took, we took our parents out, like me and my sister, we basically um, evacuated them and like we send them to Canada. Okay. So Canada now just like, so they're in safety. But like when I was, when I was like, um, I was living in Ukraine until like 2014 and that's where the first war, I mean, that this war yeah. kind of like started like long, long time ago. And that's where it just like started, you know, it's like same as you probably like you're just choosing the environment. You know what I mean? Like we're living in like day and age where it's like, you know, if I don't want to live in this country, I want to live in this country. Like you're just making those choices and you just relocate. I think a lot of people, they just kind of like get like stuck, like, or I mean, they're like from certain country and they like, they don't want to move or like they, you know, they just kind of like getting too accustomed to like their environment and their like circumstances, which I think is, you know, is a major factor. Like no matter what you want to do is like, 
I mean, you have freedom to move, like, and you have to move, you have to relocate, you have to change environments throughout the life. You probably would have to change your friends, your social circle, you know. So I, I think those those things like is the price of what you want to do, like, you know. So I I, I moved from Ukraine like to, uh, 2014. I will move to Poland. Then we moved to Malta. I don't know if you're familiar. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Like I'm, a, I've been around Eastern Europe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so we live in Malta, like in Switzerland. Then we moved to Poland and then we moved to the United States. Just kind of like looking for a better environment, you know, for um, for business, for family. Um, yeah, just kind of like moving around all the time. So I've moved house uh, 18 times now. And oh, wow. uh, I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's something I've always thought is like, you know, the birds migrate in winter. Yeah. But humans always stay in the same house. Yeah. Like, <laughs> their whole lives, you know, and it's like nature is saying yo like you can just go somewhere else exactly you have different thoughts different experiences and different perspectives so sure. in that time and even now like what what sort of things have you learned from moving around mostly like it's like those learnings i think they come from like people because oftentimes like let's say you're moving to a new area now you gotta kind of like know the neighbors or kind of like get you know, kind of like get connected with people. And looking backwards, like all of the major shifts, all of the major kind of like progress we've 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 uh we've done like in business and in life mostly have been correlated with getting to know someone, connecting with someone, like messaging someone, having like lunch with someone, uh like attending like a mastermind, attending like an event. You know, meeting someone—it's like mostly has been related to that. Um, and so these, like these relocations, they kind of like amplify that. So, like for example, like you're running a business and you have like some specific challenge. Now you're trying to resolve that challenge. You're meeting some people that are operating similar businesses that have maybe like already resolved that challenge and that can share the solution with you. And the, like those things, like you're looking at kind of like trajectories, like always those things that, you know, kind of like make, um, make the biggest impact. Yeah. That's probably was the biggest like lesson from like relocating. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's actually something I think about e-commerce quite a lot. Like uh, I used to be a chef and I'd meet lots of people, you know, cool. customers always coming up and saying, that was awful. Why did you say, why did you cook me this? Well, they say, thanks. Thanks for the meal. But when you're in a, e-commerce business like it's 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 quite rare that you like meet your actual customers you know yeah so i always have this dichotomy of like you know is a brick and mortar store gonna earn you less money but are you gonna have a better life mm -hmm. like maybe in your community you're doing like more change it's a bit more local but obviously you you're very deep in the e-commerce space but what do you what do you think about that i haven't seen a lot of my customers you know like we've yeah, we've, yeah. we've sold like Man, at this point, it's it's way above. Like last time I checked, I tried to kind of like calculate it because we have many brands and many like stores and many stores we have already either sold or closed. I mean, way above like one and a half million like customers, which I mean, on a big on a big scale of things, it's nothing. You know, it's like United States has United States has a population of like three hundred million, so it's it's not a lot. You know, from my from my perspective, like e-commerce gives you that gives you those tools to like reach a lot of people, and 
you know, if you have like a life changing product, change those people's lives, like on a, on a big scale, which you can definitely do like local kind of like in, in the local community and you can connect with people like one, one e-commerce just allows you to do that on a, on a, on a much bigger scale. No, I mean, 1.5 million is still pretty good, dude. Yeah. So what, what is that in reference to? And, you know, wh- I want to ask, like, when did you start making online stores? Mm-hmm. How many have you made? Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, I started with e-commerce probably a year, like 2015. Um, I was working like as a freelancer. So we moved, we moved from Ukraine to Poland, like no, no job. Like I, I didn't speak language. We didn't have even like visas, like, you know, no, no, no way to work basically. No, no, nothing to do. And like um, found some job in a factory. Um, and like, I didn't want to, I want I didn't want to continue that way. You know, it was very like labor job you dirty like all day long. So I didn't want to do that. And I'm like, one day I'm just like, Hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I had my clothes in the back. Very dirty every day. Like, cause we were, we were making these like cups from like, um, from a clay and like, you know, it was like a rat, like you, you literally breathing like dirt. Like it's, it's, it's insane. And so I just throw the clothes. I pulled the guy, like, I'm not coming. I'm not coming tomorrow to work. And like, and that's it, you know, um, just finished there. And then, um, you know, like what I do now, <laughs> like, um, and so I started with, uh, pretty much as a, as a freelancer, you know, just like there was this platform called Elance. Now it's Upwork. I just signed up. I didn't speak English. So I had to kind of like learn that as I, as I went and just copying, like, you know, people having their like job description, I was, I would copy it. I would like change few words and like, you know, pretty much started from there. And and that's where I first got in like into like e-commerce more on the service, service provider side, started working with businesses. And some of them were like e-commerce. I, I didn't even know that you can have like e-commerce. But I didn't even know like, oh, there's like a business. You can be located here. Your customer can be located. Like, I mean, I, I was buying stuff from Amazon before, but like I didn't, you know, occurred to me that you can be the one, the person that actually behind that, that actually sells that. And so that was a big mind shift. And I, I you know, throughout that process, I met, I met actually that, that guy, literally, he was from UK too. Very sharp guy. He was like very young at that point. Like he was like 18 or 16. And he started this like drop shipping store. And then he hired me because I, I, you know, I positioned myself as like Facebook advertiser was year like 2016 or so and like so he hired me um as like to run his ads and pretty much i was seeing like so he's buying his product like on aliexpress like for three dollars and he's selling it here to facebook ads for like 15 dollars. and i'm like okay i know where to buy it and we started advertising like in, in like first months we hit like two hundred thousand dollars in revenue Second month, like five hundred thousand dollars in revenue, so it scaled up pretty pretty nice. And I'm like, I know exactly how to do this, so why would I do it for him? You know, like, and uh, and so I started I started my first store, and um, and so that first store I scaled from zero to like four million, four point one million dollars in sales in like nine months. And watches, like uh, these were like watches, uh, like free 
free plus shipping watches you know these kind of like watches that look good but they're like very poor quality and they're like from china obviously you know so like their cost is like two three dollars with shipping to customer so you can kind of like assume the the quality of that watch yeah but people were buying them because we positioned them as like free plus shipping so it's kind of like you don't pay for the product you pay for shipping but the shipping would be like twelve dollars but people would would pay like gladly because they thought oh wow it's like such a cool watch, like for 12, like only, I only have to pay for shipping. And so we sold a lot of those. And, um, and so that was a big, like, you know, kind of like shift, um, from into like service provider and then some service provider into like, actually more like a business owner. So yeah, that, that was pretty, pretty interesting experience. Yeah. That's an awesome, that's so inspirational. You just, you know, on up work, didn't even speak English and then you go for it. Just learn the ropes. Yeah, man. It's like, I think it's like back against the wall. Like, I didn't want to go back to Ukraine. Like, I think you've got to have like, I don't know, maybe that's that's how I operate. Maybe that's how everyone operates. But you've got to have like, you got to have something that's like, you, you just don't want to go back to. Like, or you, you've got to have some pain. Like, you know, because humans are very simple. I mean, well, I mean, humans are complex, but like they do <laughs> things for two two major reasons, right? One is like eliminate pain. Right. And and the second is to gain pleasure. Right. Let's say you you're scrolling Instagram or I'm scrolling Instagram. That's so like that, you know, sounds like a like a dopamine, like a dopamine, like a dopamine, like a dopamine, like a dopamine. You have like entertaining, like you're watching entertaining videos like on, on a TikTok. It's like a dopamine, it's a dopamine, it's an entertainment, it's funny, it's emotion, right? So humans, humans are wires like you know, those two ways. So a lot of the big kind of like even like you look at the big, like how people immigrated like from one country to another, a lot of the times it's Spain, you know, even like United States, like how United States, well, I mean, it's immigrants, you know, coming from different countries, coming from absolute zero, there's nothing, you know, they're kind of like, what do they even do? And they're coming from pain, even like you you, you look at the like uh, movies about mafia, right? Like it's uh, people were moving from Sicily, not because like, you know, just like they, they had nothing else to do. They moved because like the mafia there in Sicily was very, very bad. Those people were like, they were like abusing people and killing people. So that's why people were running from there to, to, to America, like, you know, 19, uh, beginning of like the, tw- the 20th century. So that was a pain that motivated, you know, people to move. Now, now a lot of those people are in like, in the government top positions, a lot of their kids, grandkids, you know, are are wealthy and established. And um, or like I'm in Miami here, like a lot of people from Cuba. Uh, also, Cuba was like horrible place. Like when uh, in 60s, Fidel Castro came to power, like, you know, a lot of people just fled. Now they established here, you know, like now they also have businesses here and they're 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 doing well for themselves. Um, but a lot of the times, I mean, most of the times, you know, we're just motivated by these two powers. Like it's either pain, you know, we're, we're moving away from pain or, you know, we're moving towards pleasure, which basically kind of like ruins the society. Because if you, if you train the person to kind of like just give them those like very easy, I mean, everything is so easy. Like in a, in a, in a, in a, in a developed country, it's like, it's so easy to get access. I mean, you, you turn on like Netflix, pain, or I mean, pleasure. Like it's it's like, you <laughs> yeah, know, dopamine. It's like, you know, it's like 10 seconds 
Uh, then, I mean, you have video games, you have, you know, social media with all of the like content that's very like enticing and like clickable and like, Uber so eats. yeah. And that just consumes your attention. Like, oh, I just want to watch this like one video, one tutorial. And like three hours later, oh, wow, wow. What happened? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they know how to suck you in, but that's, you know, that's how human, uh, humans operate. And I mean, yeah, I think the, the the important thing is kind of like to realize that like no one is um no one is perfect that we all kind of like you're you're not like exempt from this, you know, that like and so just knowing knowing those things now you know how to like motivate yourself and how to get, you know, let's say you you want to get you want to accomplish something then you're putting some things in place that if I don't do this, you put some punishment, right? Okay, so if I don't do let's say, you know, we have a deal. Okay. I have to like, I don't know. I have to lose like 10 pounds or 10 kilograms by this date or otherwise I'll pay you like $10,000. You know, now I have a pain associated with it. You know, like I don't want to pay you $10,000. Now I'll do my best to, you know, to, to do what I need to do. So I think understanding that like psychology type of things, first of all, on, on, on yourself is so crucial. Yeah, that's probably an excellent place to start if you're doing anything. My first job was a cleanup boy at a butchery. Oh man, geez. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that was that was. Um, it's like what you were saying in the factory job. Like you were just dirty all the time, like yeah. covered in blood and like bones, like bits of uh, muscles, everything. Wow. And when yeah, when I when I went there, I just knew like I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. You know, like it's like so it's like your mind is saying like you need to change this. And yeah. it wasn't like that bad. Like I'm sure there's worse jobs, definitely. But I guess people listening to this, if they if they if they have something that they can move away from, then that's just going to be more inspiring and get that thing that they want to do started. But it's it's actually hard because as you say, like most people in the developed world, they're not really running away from anything that's too difficult. Like everything is so easy. So yeah. Yeah, man. It's like, um, okay. Even like you run a business, right? Like, let's say you run a business and like you, you mismanage it or, you know, something happens, even the bankruptcy laws, they're not that bad, you know, like it's, yeah, yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like in my country, I mean, that was, you know, different. Like if you borrow money from someone and you don't get, you don't pay that money back. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's much worse than that. You know, there are no laws. Yeah, in developed countries, it's uh, you really have to like find either. So either it's like kind of like on the positive side, like okay, so kind of like what drives you, like what you know, maybe you want to just like better like life or your family or finding that like reason why, like why you want to do this. But at the same time, yeah, I think finding like a pain that associated with not achieving what you want, um, as as extra like as extra factor for you to actually um, achieve it. Yes. It's, I mean, it's going to be difficult to, to sort of key that into your life, but if you can, then it's going to be very beneficial. Yeah. It's kind of like the, um, the fall of the Roman empire. Like they were at the beginning, you know, very tough, very battle hardened and yeah. they would go and do things that they hated. Um, but then slowly through centuries, they become kind of like, oh, we like wine and we like the slippers and the robes and mm. everything sort of falls apart. That's such a good, yeah, that's such a good example, right? That's, um, I mean, you see that like with United States versus China, 
you know yeah. i think china is working a lot harder than the us maybe maybe that's just my like assumption but i think just the whole like culture is like is different like they're pushing people harder like i mean not in a good way it's like i mean it's a communist country but like you know it's uh yeah, it's extreme yeah it's extreme it's definitely extreme um but i mean the the output i mean their output is is a lot higher you know mm. so the economists like probably like in 10 years their economy will surpass american economy yeah we'll see but i mean that that's that just like different culture so i have partially that like like eastern european that like kind of like soviet like mentality where it's like no matter what you just do you just keep going i think that's very beneficial and also like now it's western as well like where it's like okay maybe like not try to work harder like let's work smarter which i think i think both are you know like combination of both is like is yeah, definitely. how does that come into your consulting company now i mean first like we hire we hire a lot of people from like eastern europe um because we we can operate with that type of mentality where you know we're direct to people um people can take direct feedback um they can get better because of that feedback and then um also i mean we we have some team members uh that kind of like they're like american you know they're americans and they come in with this like with like some innovative ideas you know on how to do things and how to do things differently you know for me personally i mean i, mean, I have this like evolution which like before let's say even like how i was connecting with my team that was more like hey you know um we have to do this this and this and then like hey why this is not done you know and like kind of like more like Because the whole culture, like Eastern Europe, like Ukraine, Russia, it's more like a suppression. It's like no one, no one is asking you what you think. Just get it fucking done. You know, like it's it's a it's a different. Um, and so, whereas like United States, it's like okay, so what do you think? You know, kind of like how would you resolve it? And like and and it's different. It's more like collaborative. You see that even like I was reading about this, and it makes so much sense. So now there's like a war between like Russia and Ukraine and like in Russia it's like it's it's so interesting. I mean obviously they have the firepower, they have all of the tanks, they have all of the like guns and stuff like that, but I mean they have like very like vertical kind of like a hierarchical hierarchical hierarchical. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they save some general on top says, "Okay, so here's what we got to do. We have to do this, this and this," right? Then no matter what like i mean all of the people like on um kind of like on the bottom they like do it right like hey okay we have to get to this point and we have to like we have to shoot here here and here and people do it but the problem is that is like the, the the battlefield always evolves right and the battlefields are not like always created equal you know some battlefield you have some mountains you have some like you know more like flat you have some rivers you have like different kind of like factors and so if you it's like if you kind of like continue to do exactly what been told it might be totally wrong thing to do because like you're not adapting to the current environment that's happening versus like ukraine has adapted a lot of things from like from nato and like from like developed countries armies where they work in a more like smaller decentralized units so there's like few people on that unit and uh then uh you know the kind of like 
operate in a more like independent way, more like adaptable. Okay, so, okay, we wanted to go this route, but actually this route seems like dangerous based on current circumstances. So we go, let's go this route. And so they're adaptable uh, because of that. So that's more like a Western kind of like, you know, like mindset. And so that's, you know, that's, I think, the, the, the big difference. Kind of like, you know, that's why, like, the, eventually the Cold War was lost by Soviet Union because it didn't bring the, a lot of that innovation. So in our business, that's basically what we do. Like, we, we're trying to just get everyone's ideas on how we can do certain things better. We're bringing in, like, consultants uh, for, you know, for our e-commerce business, for our consulting business you know, people that have actually achieved what we want to achieve and we asking their opinion to kind of like just learn the best practices and not trying to like figure everything out like by, by ourselves uh, because that's like the most expensive thing that we can do. And I think that open-mindedness is so important. Um, kind of like that your way is not necessarily like the best way. There must be like, th there might be some people that, just have like a better way. And as long as you're open-minded, you're willing to learn, you'll, you'll be making a lot of progress. Yeah, that's brilliant. Wow. That is like the best. I, I really agree with that. hundred percent. Yeah. I just directed a, a short film. It just makes me think of it. Like um, uh, it's something I've learned from being a, a filmmaker is like, you will have the producer and the director and they're always like, they're, they're very authoritative and like, you, yeah. you want to listen to them because they're really, you know, they're uh -huh. the leaders, but then they say stuff. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And you go, hey, sorry, sir. Oh, please. Um, you should maybe do it like this. And that's something that I did in my um, short film I just made is like, no matter, I said to everybody, we had a small crew, maybe 20 people. Uh huh. And at the beginning of the film, I said, anybody, no matter if you're just here for half an hour, if you're just here to do one small job, I want you to come to me and say, I just saw something that's wrong. Actually, a more clear example is I made a documentary on Monday for a client and the client himself said, hey, the microphone is in the shop. And I just said, thank you. And I move it like I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I'm the director. So just let me do that job. I mean, I would have been an idiot to do that. So what you're saying is very, very valuable. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I think it's yeah, because I was I was, you know, kind of like always um, curious about these companies that are. Like, let's say there's like a company, you, you see this, like you, it, I mean, these are like unicorns, right? Like the company started, like, let's say this year, like they get funding, like let's say hundred million. And then like three years, the company sold for like $1 billion. And you're thinking like, wow, geez, you know what these people know that I don't know, right? Like obviously, okay, they raise money, right? But I mean, raising money is like half of the, half of the, you know, business. It's like, okay, you raise money, but now what you do with it? But they bring like, the best people that they can find for each like um for each role right like so they they don't start flat i was i was i was um i was watching this like interviews like jeff bezos right and he's like <clears throat> i don't know which year was that and like the uh, the journalist like asking him oh it's like uh, he's saying okay we, we we you know we are considering like getting into like cloud industry and this industry and 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 journalists like, oh, like how do you like how do you even like want to do that? I mean, like you have no experience in that industry, and he's like, you have to understand that you know if we're coming some industry like we're not coming like you know flat like we are coming like and we are getting the best people 
that have already like had experience in these industries that have done things that we want to do. And then we're giving those people like all of the necessary like tools and resources so they can do like even better things. And that just makes so much sense, right? Because that that is that is a shortcut, right? Like like how like some businesses go from like zero to like hundred million in like two years, and other businesses like never go like past like a hundred thousand dollars a year, you know? Because like as much as we like we like to think that we are smart and like and kind of like we all have ego and stuff like that. It's only when it's collective like intelligence when you bring in like great people like together that everyone brings something to the table and complements each other. This is where amazing things are happening. Yeah, absolutely. Is that probably one of the secrets that you teach in e-commerce secrets? Team building is one of the like, I mean, we have people like it, you know, that I mean, they're like, I mean, you're not unicorns, but like, let's say one person, like one business owner, like works very hard structures. Like we have one client that had like one virtual assistant and he was operating a business. Uh, he was doing like last year, he's done like $7 million in revenue. Pretty much him and assistant, like that's it, two people. Wow. And uh, so this this year, just like two weeks back, he sold his business for $3 million cash. Basically like just one employee. A lot of, on, on certain stage, I mean, you can get to certain level by yourself, no questions about it. I mean, you you can grow like a seven figure business by yourself. Maybe it was one assistant. For sure, you know, like I did it, like I know so many people's people that did it. But then at some stage, it's like you can only do so much. You only have so many hours in a day. And also you cannot be good at everything. Right? You gotta like kind of like let other people do what they're good at so that you can focus on higher level activities. And so that's one of the things that you know, we we help entrepreneurs with like once they get to a certain stage, okay, so how to hire, when to hire, who to hire, and pretty much putting those people in place in their business so they can like disattach and they can have more free time. They can focus on higher level stuff. That's a great point. That's kind of what you did when you jumped on Upwork. Yeah. I mean, first you kind of like jump and like you're trying to figure it out and like you kind of like you know, you're doing a lot of things wrong, like, because you don't know what you're doing. But then eventually, it's like, you you got to evolve, you got to like, okay, so you kind of like reflect on yourself, okay, I'm good at this. But then I'm, I'm, I really suck at this, you know, so okay, so who can, can I bring, who can compensate for for my all of my like deficiencies, and like, and then bringing those people. And so, um, you know, so I started as a freelancer myself, I was working like 16 hours a day, like 18 hours a day, like kind of like, you know, that's also maybe part of that, like Eastern European mentality. Like you can work like very long hours, um, very hard, like doing some stupid stuff, like stupid tasks. Um, but I mean, putting a lot of work in, but then at the same time, um, you know, I burn out, you know, like, I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want this, like, you know. And so, and that's the stage where you start hiring. And when you're hiring, like probably first few hires, you 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 won't like get right. Like you probably will be will be like wrong hires. But you you gotta still like even if you do like wrong hires, which is inevitable, I think. 
you still have to kind of like just learn from that and just continue to look for people. Because oftentimes, you know, one of the things I remember, I hired this person, you know, so our e-commerce business, like e-commerce business was blowing up. I was just like here and I'm like, okay, let me hire this guy. And like, I think he can do stuff better than me. And, you know, and instead of like, kind of like properly training him and keep keeping him accountable. Okay. So here's what needs to be done. Okay. Do it. You know? And like, and that didn't work out, you know, like two weeks in, I'm seeing, you know, our revenue has dropped. Like it's a disaster. And I'm like, okay, you know, fire the guy. And it was very painful, you know, to do that. Cause like that just, you know, there's like uh human brain has this, like, Mm, I think consistency bias. So it's like, you don't want to be like, that's why like, for, for instance, uh, you know, even if someone is in a bad relationship, like abusive relationship, they don't want to get out of uh, that relationship because it's kind of like, oh, but you know, I know him for so long time. And it's like, I've been doing this for so long time. Like, why would I, you know, uh, you know, it's okay. Maybe he'll change. Maybe she will change. And like, usually people don't change. Uh, so. But like, I think so, like, like when you're building your team, most likely you will do those like hiring mistakes and, but it's okay. You know, you do them as long as you learn from them, like next, your next hire, hopefully will be like smarter, like will be better higher than you did before. And so as long as you do that kind of like gradual evolution, because for me, what happened, like I hired that person and it didn't work out. And then like, I'm like, I don't want to hire anyone. I will work like till I just drop and like, and and, like, you know what I mean? And just like trying to, trying to push it. Okay. And then it gets to another breaking point because you, you know, you you only can work so much and then like, okay, I have to hire someone and then you hire someone and hopefully do better decisions. So for me, like, I mean, we hired so like even last year. And I mean, last year it's already like, I already had experience, you know, like last year, like, mishired probably like seven people and like this year from the beginning of the year we probably let go like six people and like you know i i think that's just part of the game like uh but every time it's faster i think what's more, more important is like every time it's faster so sometimes you know you hire someone you keep them like three four months and then you figure out it's not good and then you decide to keep them for another one two months now you just wasted six months Versus like, okay, it's, it's two, four weeks. If there are some red flags, you know, it's better to just kind of like split ways with person, just cut it and like, okay, you know, learn from that and just next time do it smarter. But at least you're not wasting time, which is, you know, you, you never, you never can get it back. Bringing it back to myself, but the short film, uh, I had a director of photography they uh-huh. in charge of the camera and the lights. And the, the first guy I brought on, uh, every time we talked about the film, he wanted to change my idea, you know, but I wrote the film. Uh-huh. Um, I have the consistency bias. I'm like, he's a good guy. I've worked with him before. It'll uh-huh. be, it'll be fine. We'll make it work. Even though every meeting he was like, I don't think you should do it like that. Maybe it will be, <laughs> it will be better if it was slower. And I go, but I, you know, I've been making this thing for, I've been writing this film for so long and I just want to do it my way. Uh-huh. And then I bring on a new director of photography and he just says, whatever you want to do, I'll do it. And he did it so well and it looks so beautiful. Uh, I'm so happy that that happened. Can, can I but, watch it? Like the documentary? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I can send it to you. Yeah. It's it's based on my experience as a bartender, and uh, it's just a simple simple story. But uh-huh. I, I wish I'd heard about the consistency bias first because I definitely held on to the first director of photography for for too long. Oh man, we, we all have egos, you know. Like it's have egos, have this like all these biases, you know. It's like I think like this like pain, right? Like which comes down back to pain. Like it's pain is like it also teaches you something, right? Like let's say. For example, for me, like I had this, like, so I, when I was working in a factory, you know, I was, that was a pain, you know, and like, I never want to work like a labor job anymore, like in my life, you know, or like later on, like I was still like, as, as I was starting as a, as a freelancer, I was like looking for jobs. I got to, I got the job at a software company and, uh, I was like a sales sales guy. And like, they, they basically, I mean, they basically fired me, like for for like no reason and like that is like very unpleasant emotion and i'm like i i would never i never want to have this like pain again so when these painful experiences happen you know as long as kind of like we learn from them but i mean they're they're like i mean i, I don't know how to even like replace those experiences right like how do you can you read about this in a book right will you take it seriously will you take it to to the same extent as when it was such an emotional type of kind of experience and it got to you like so much, you know, like, you know, so, so I, I don't think you can replace it. I think we all have to eat our portion of shit. Yeah, I agree. I don't think, I don't think um, it's, a, it's hard because you can read the best books and, and learn everybody's mistakes before you, but it's about being able to remember that mistake and realize that you're in that mistake at the yeah. time. Exactly. That's, that's another layer to be, it's quite difficult. And no, no, the other side of that is like, I was reading about somewhere like, like, so you're not, let's say you're not experiencing something like you're trying to learn, you're making all these mistakes. And then over time, no matter what you do, I mean, like you're getting better at it, getting better at it, getting better at it, getting better at it. And that at some point, like you might think that you've seen it all, you, you've, you've done it all, like you've done all the mistakes. And now, like, this is the way, this is the only way it works. I know it works. This is, oh man. Um, yeah, bad idea. <laughs> bad yeah. idea. So I think pretty much, like, pretty much the whole like kind of like evolution, the whole life is like, it, it's a fight, you know, it's like uh, not even the fight, but it's like trying to find, like trying to take like full advantage of, of, of like, of your capabilities, of your brain while not being like a, like a prey to it. Like, you know, like, cause it, it wants to, it wants to fuck you up in so many different ways. Like, and so just being aware of that at the same time, be aware like that other people also have all of these, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is hard to remember. Yeah. That's you think, that's, Yeah. That's a video game, man. Yeah. Yeah. You think that everybody's perfect. And when they make a mistake, it's like, Hey, why, why did you do this? Yeah. Yeah. But, I was uh, even like, I was even like, uh, Cause you know, for instance, uh, you know, like when you build a company, it's like you, you, I mean, you hire a lot of people, like we have like 40, 40 people in our team right now, but all these people are not created equal, right? All of these people, like some people you have to, you have to talk about like this way. Some people have to talk about like in this way, some people you have to be more direct. Some people you have to be more soft with some people you have to like, uh, I don't know, have like weekly calls. Some people you might just have like one call like every like six months. 
you know, then they're like basically self-sufficient. That kind of like adaptability, um, I think it was one of the most like important like factors, like some of one of the most like important like qualities to like adapt to different like personalities and being able to to kind of like collaborate and still make things work kind of like with, with different people, not treating people like before I think I saw that you can just treat everyone the same. Okay. So here's a task, what needs to be done, when it needs to be done, just like very direct, like very like, and so why it was not done because, you know, because maybe some people need more explanation because some people maybe need examples. Some people maybe need like role-playing. Some people need like more like, I don't know, case studies, like, they they kind of like need to understand it better. Some people need more coaching. Some people need more mentoring. Some people learn about things differently. Some people are better with numbers. Some people better with creative. Some people better with like sound, like or with voice, or like some people better with like uh, other means of communication. Yeah, I think being like flexible and understanding that everyone is like different. I think such important. Yes, it's true. I have one more example, and then I promise I'll stop. There was a guy I was working with on a on a film, sci-fi film, and he I brought I hired him to make the music. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, so um like I'll, I'll come to your house on Friday and we can we can listen to the music in two weeks. And then, you know, that's two weeks to make this the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And I come to his house on Friday and he hasn't made anything. And I, I'm like and he kind of plays it off like, oh, I thought we were going to like make it today together. Uh-huh. But the lesson that I learned there is like, you can't just expect that he's going to remember that. You have to be a manager and touch base with him in three days time yeah. and say, so just wanted to check, uh, yeah. you know, have you got started? And then maybe we meet in seven days time and yeah. we can do it, you know, another review. And then on Friday, it's all done. That's such but a good point, man. It's hard to... Uh, People are all it's, different, yeah. It's, it's an evolution, right? Like, so, like, in any industry, right? Like, you mentioned you work, like, in a, on a, as a bartender, then you worked on a kitchen. Like, so, no matter what, I mean, you, you have to evolve, like, is, uh, or even in the filmmaking industry, there's, like, so many, like, different layers that, like, business owners, let's say, like, business owner starts, like, a small shop selling pizza. Okay, so, at first, it's obviously making good pizza and, like, maybe talking to customers. Now he wants to grow that place. Now it's like making good pizza, talking to customers, and also making sure that his other like employees are happy and they know what they need to do and they do it well and observing and managing and supervising, as you said. And now he wants to like grow to even bigger level. Now it's like managing bigger teams, managing the supervisors, managing the managers, and like giving everyone like clear directions and keeping people accountable. And so that kind of like that skill set kind of like constantly evolves. And what I see is like a lot of people, they kind of like gets, get to success on a certain level. Like even let's say e-commerce, you know, I know a lot of e-commerce entrepreneurs. I know like a lot of people like, and you see, you like, you see like, I mean, for example, they're very successful, like with their businesses, but they don't evolve. And then you see like, you know, because you say, wow, this guy is so smart. He's done, he's grown the business to this level, like so fast. And then you see like next year, like if they don't evolve, they stayed on that same level, then it's hard to maintain it. Like they, you got to be constantly evolving. You, you got to become like a, like a manager, business owner, 
like promoter, whatever role kind of like is necessary for you to, to, to drive the business forward. But those roles kind of like constantly. And so a lot of us, like we, when I started a business, like that's what I expected. You tell people what to do and have like, okay, so here's what needs to be done. And he has to be done by this date. And then you're like, yeah, you just like sit and like, wait, and, and that's <laughs> being done, you know? And, and then it's like, kind of like through pa- through that painful experience, it comes to you that like, oh, wow, that's not how the world works. Like, that's another skill set that now like needs to be learned. Yeah, absolutely. So you take people from seven to eight figure. Yeah. Like, specific. Yeah, that's, that's, that's our like, yeah, that's our special, like six, even like six figure, like, so someone does like, let's say 30, 50K per, per month, we're helping them to scale to like, 200, 300, 500 per month, some to 1 million per month. Kind of not starting the business. Like, I mean, starting the business, I mean, it's not our core kind of like special. We we usually like to to buy the business at a certain stage and then to grow it. Um, and also to, to work with people that already have some momentum, just want to kind of like scale it up. I mean, from this conversation today, it's pretty clear to me that you know how to evolve things and learn new things. I mean, it's, it's it's one thing to say, another thing to do, you know, I'm kind of like, I'm also in the battle, like every day trying to, trying to get better, like doing a lot of things wrong, you know, like, it's like, everyone can say something, right? I can say something and it sounds like I'm, I'm you know, like I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, which, sorry. which, you know what I mean? But like, oh yeah, like to, to get in shape, you have to go to the gym like three times a week. And like eat this and this and like I can I can disperse advice like this. I know like I read like few books and like mm. I I can be like an expert. But then another thing, whether you can execute it on a on a daily basis, I was I was struggling like man like I so came from like uh, from Europe to United States. I don't know maybe it's food or something like worse quality here. So I gained like like twenty kilograms of fat, like very fat, and like. And tried to lose it like two years, I couldn't lose it. But I was like, yeah, it's like kind of like, you know, try these supplements, try different things. And I kind of like, yeah, I, I've read a few books. I know what I need to do. It just, ah. you know, it's not like kind of like urgent. And then I just hired the coach and he doesn't give me like, you know, he doesn't give me the ability to think. Like, he's just like, okay, you come here this time. You got to be here. I paid him for like, you know, for like months up front, like two, two months up front. I paid it. So now I'm committed. And now, now I have to actually do it, you know, but like, there's a big difference between like talking about something and actually doing it. And, and, and then there's another difference between like doing it consistently. There's like a third layer. <laughs> so, and I think what people kind of like a lot of people in, in, um, in, in our industry, like that have figured out, like, like even drop shippers, you know, they, they figure out like how to sell it, for example, how to f- uh, figure out how to sell something, but then they're having issues with act- actually fulfilling it. Like, you know, you can sell the product, you can market the product, which is cool, but then you have to actually deliver the product, make sure it's good quality, make sure the shipping times are acceptable. So, and there's a big difference between these things. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. It's kind of like... No, no, it makes complete sense. The dropshipping business isn't going to be uh, necessarily consistent yeah. And you have to you have to keep those that momentum going. 
Yeah. And you have to also evolve that business, right? Like kind of like drop shipping to drop shipping business today won't necessarily be like successful drop shipping business tomorrow. Like, I mean, one Facebook update or like, you know, so the business has to evolve. That's, that's daily evolution that everyone should kind of just embrace. You know, when we have good times, everyone has good times. When we have good times, it's like, oh yeah, it's like, it's good. And it's like, we enjoy it. And like, and it's, and it's, and it's all good. But then when we have like bad times, this is where like, like you, you realize that even like during, like, for, for instance, you know, I know a lot of people like e-commerce space, they, they scale a few stores, like they, they make like million, two million, five million, they buy a Lamborghini, life is good. They move to Dubai. You've probably seen yeah. those, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, uh, and, and that's it. Life is good, right? But then what happens? I mean, things don't last forever, you know, like two months in, like something happens and like business is not old. Like, and now they've been like, kind of like chilling and not really looking to like evolve. So I think life in a way, it's like, it, it's just like consistent, like pain, like consistent, like struggle. You know, if you, if you look at it that way, that's, I'm trying to look at it this way, like not to get complacent because that's the worst thing, especially if you, once you've had some, some sort of like success, it's easier to get to get complacent. So you have to find another mountain to climb, you know, like mountain to climb, another challenge, find another pain. But then it's consciously kind of like forcing yourself to do uncomfortable things. Oh, because I'm like, so into that. You know, like it's because like to get to the next level, it's like doing things that you probably haven't done before. And that's like doing things is probably getting embarrassed like at some point and like, ah, eh, you know, that's why most people are just like, that's why Netflix is so good. You know, you're just like, there's no effort. There's no sacrifice. There's no pain associated with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely not. Definitely not. No, that's the way. It's actually the key to longevity is like your cells will always do the same thing. Hmm. And even if they're doing the wrong thing, they'll do the same thing. So if you're like liver mm-hmm. cells are like fixing your eye, they can mm-hmm. give it cancer. Now you have eye cancer. But if you give your body a period of stress mm-hmm. consistently, like a fast or a cold, cold uh, bath, like an ice bath, mm-hmm. um, those cells have to reset. And well, there's um, M superstes. There's like a, a, a police cell that will go mm-hmm. around and, and be like, "You're doing the wrong thing. You've been doing the wrong thing for, for 20 years. Get back <laughs> to the liver. You've been fixing the eye." Um, so, but it's hard. To, to actually do that and step back. But but yeah, great advice. Yeah, hopefully someone will do it. Um, yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> I, I know you said uh, you wanted to keep it to 45. I think I might've kept you a bit longer. Oh, but, no worries, man. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Yeah, we can we can wrap up. Yeah, that was that was an excellent conversation. You, you really man. do have some good insights. Thank you, my man. Thank you. Yeah, um, it's different, you know, from, from uh, usual like interviews. They're more like tactical, but this one is more like mindset. You know, I, I, I loved it, man. Oh, like, thank you. Uh, yeah, I've, I've ignored the 20 questions I wrote. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Man, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Because it's all the same thing, you know? It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, tactics change. Like, okay, this year it's like Facebook changed their interface and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, I, I actually wanted to ask you this one question because uh-huh. um, I'm making these documentaries and I'm asking everybody, every business owner I meet, if you have, and it doesn't matter if there's nothing, but like, do you have any lessons? from your parents or your grandparents mm-hmm. that have helped you? And what, what are those lessons? 
It probably, yeah, that's my mom's. Like, so I grew up without my mom because, like, she was, uh, you know, we were like very poor, and like she had to go. Like, um, uh, she basically she was abroad. Like, I was like from the age of like seven till the age of like fifteen, and uh, she was working as um, basically as a nanny. Like, as um, she was taking care of like older people, you know. And one thing she said, like, I remember, like, I mean, she's still, she's still alive, but like, I remember she, she said, like, uh, she was working, like, with like wealthy families, like older, older, like families, but they were like wealthy people in, uh, in Israel. And she said that those people had like a lot of gold, a lot of like, they were like rich people, you know, a lot of cash. She said that like those people were like living kind of like, gold or like some some like jewelry like on purpose in some places just to, just to check mm. if she would have taken them she she never took anything you know she never like she never took anything from them she worked with them like for i don't know five five years and then like i mean they died i mean they were like old like above like 80 years old um or 90 like very old so they died but that reputation that she had, like, you know, that she was good with them, she maintained that. And, like, she found, like, when, when they died, basically, she found another job, like, within, like, three days. And I think that taught, taught me, like, a lesson to, like, you can fuck up many things. But, like, if you fuck up your reputation, that's it, game over. Like, that's, I mean... Obviously, okay. Like there's like Joe Jordan Belford. I mean, he scammed a lot of people. Like now he has podcasts. No one cares anymore, right? But <laughs> like, I mean, he I and mean, he has a lot of great stuff. He has a lot of great strategies, tactics, and stuff. But but like, I mean, it kind of like passes over time. But I don't know. It's like I think that like reputation in general is like okay. You can make like fifty thousand dollars. You can make hundred thousand dollars. Okay, but like whether that's saying like worse, like ruining your reputation, like. A lot of people do this right now with like uh, NFTs, you know, all these projects, like sketchy projects, like crypto, like, is that even like worth it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, and so I think, yeah, maintaining your reputation, like no matter what, I don't think I have like any, anything like, maybe I said something to someone, but it's like, I just, I don't think I have anything to kind of like do, oh, fuck, I regret I, I've done this. I should not have done this. Like, I mean, maybe little things, but I, I think that's, that's important thing to kind of like, cause then like, I mean, if you have a reputation over time, that gives you like lots, lots of like opportunities. Yeah. I think that's, that's probably the biggest, the biggest one. Yeah. That's a really, really nice lesson. Yeah. It's, it's in, in any industry, you have your reputation, right? People know you for something. Obviously it's like, it's kind of like you can build that reputation for for many years, but like also you can ruin it like in with one bad like situation. You know what I mean? It's like one bad like case. I was like I was very like you know I was very like polarizing kid. I had like conflicts with my mom and with my dad, and like I was like oh it's like I don't care what people think and like and but like indeed like in uh inside you know I, I'm like. I was just saying this to kind of like make them angry, like, like kids do, like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, inside, I, I think there's like some, how to say it, the moral, like barometer, or like kind of like where, you know, what's, what's good and you know, what's bad. 
And I mean, you're trying to do like what's good. Like you try not to do what's bad. It's like, I, I think every person was like, was decent, like upbringing kind of like knows those limits. Yeah. Not going above them. Cause even like in that, in that movie, I was watching the interviews, like Jordan, Jordan Belfort, it's like said the way he got into like those like massive scams is like, Oh, check. I mean, it didn't like, I mean, it didn't start like massive scam, like hundreds of millions of dollars that they scammed like investors, but it's like, it's like one thing. Oh, maybe it's like, oh, it's like maybe it's just like, oh, I'll just I'll just sell them like thousand dollars worth of this. Oh, they buy it. Okay. There's no pain. There is no like consequence, right? Oh, okay, next time oh, let's do it like five thousand dollars. Okay, no pain, no consequence. Okay, cool. Let's do 10. Let's do hundred. Let's do a million. Mm-hmm. And then it yeah, goes yeah, just yeah, goes yeah. from there. So the human, like another like thing that human have is like, yeah, and especially with those kind of like things that have like consequence. Like there's no consequence for bad things, like humans will continue to do them. It's like in Singapore, I don't know if you've been to Singapore. Uh, so if you spit like a, like a chewing gum on the street. Yeah, I've heard that. It's you like know, there's a sentence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's it. That's easy, right? I mean, don't chew it on the street. Like, you know, keep it to yourself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so it's like, I think that's how humans operate. Like, so there's certain things that like the consequence, like how they call it, like the carrot and a stick. Mm-hmm. I think that works. That's old school, but that's just like, okay, don't do this, do this and incentivizing the good behavior. It's about writing the good behavior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Alex, I think we'll take over the world governments and uh, everybody yeah. listen to us. <laughs> that's it, man. That's yeah. It. yeah, well, if you're ever in New Zealand, come and that's like stop one by. of my places I want to, I want to like, yeah. I know, you know, Sam Owens? Yes. Sam Owens, like that guy, like, I mean, that guy literally like, you know, I follow him like since I was broke and like, and I've learned so much from him. I was in all of his programs, like New Zealand guy. True. Yeah, I was at, that was one of my questions I wrote down was who was inspires you. Uh-huh. So that's uh, that's great. He, he definitely was. A, you know, I mean, now like I have, you know, it's kind of that that also needs to evolve. Kind of like what people inspire you, but he definitely was like one of the like role models and like one of the people that inspired me a lot. Awesome. Yeah, you should come meet him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in New, he's Los Angeles now, I guess. Uh, of course, everybody moves to Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in New Zealand has such a weather, man. I was watching videos. I'm like, wow. Is that for real? Like the the mountains, like mm-hmm. you know the uh, wow, even like nature. Like yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to see that. So yeah, my man, I'll let you know when we're there. Sounds good. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for the interview. That was very, very, very nice to talk to you. And you same had some here. really great points. Yeah. Same here, Connor. Thank you, my man. Yeah. Just take care and good luck with your business yeah. and uh, stay safe. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Debutify Podcast. If you want to be part of the show, just email us podcast at debutify.com or head over to debutify.com to learn more. Have a great day and good luck with everything.